text for today is Isaiah chapter 1. We're walking through what I like to call the Gospel of Isaiah. And uh, we're just getting started out here. And our text today really talks about two themes. Worship and repentance. And on the surface of it, it looks like it talks about failures in worship, but it's really much deeper than that. And so let's go deeper. So if you'd like to, pull out that reading. It's from Isaiah chapter 1. Just pull it out of your bulletin. There are the text right there in front of you in the Bible. We're going to walk through it together. It starts out in verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. It's an odd way to start. Because Isaiah is not in Sodom or Gomorrah. He's not in where Sodom and Gomorrah used to be. You may recall that Sodom and Gomorrah were two towns uh, that were listed in the book of Genesis. Uh, two towns known for their evil. As some might say, evil. They were bad. They were bad. They were so bad that Abraham prays for them and said, Don't destroy them, God. What if you find ten decent people in the town? And God says, If I find ten decent people, I won't destroy the town. And they're not there. Not a good place. Isaiah says, listen up, Sodom. Listen up, you rulers of Sodom, you people of Gomorrah. This is an insult. This is the insult of insults. I'm trying to think of a, of a comment of what I could say today to insult like Isaiah did. And this is the best I can come up with. Listen up, you Raider fans! <laughs> Are the successes of the past. 
Well, sometimes we're addicted to what that line is in our checking account. And that's our source of security, identity, and meaning. Sometimes we're addicted to our own, gosh, prestige. We're all addicts. Every single one of us. And until we realize that, we'll never understand the gospel. We'll never understand what sacrifice is and what God did for us. We'll never quite get it. So here we go. Listen up, all you addicts. Listen to all you sinners. And Isaiah continues. He says, The multitudes of your sacrifice, what are they to me? I've had more than enough of burnt offerings, of rams, and the fat of fat animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who's asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts, your appointed festivals. I hate them with all my being. They become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. God is weary of bearing the worship that he has prescribed. See, what Isaiah is describing here isn't some false form of worship. What he's describing is exactly what God has prescribed in Genesis, Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Have you read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy? There is a lot of prescribed things for worship. It's not easy to do. And they're doing them all. They're doing them all. And not only that, it's sacrificial worship. Those bulls they sacrificed, they were expensive. It cost a lot of money to sacrifice a bull. But most of the people didn't have it. Most of the people back then lived a hand-to-mouth existence. It was very, a very meager way of living. And so to sacrifice a lamb or a goat was very sacrificial. It was very generous. And yet God is saying, you know what? I don't want it. And not only that, it was frequent. It took time. Sabbaths, new moons, festivals, convocations. It's a lot of worship services. And they were going. And they were participating. Even on power days. They were there. <laughs> and God says, not what I really want. He continues, verse 15. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Full of blood. See, we get our meat from the grocery store very sanitary, it's very clean, very nice. But a sacrifice, that was a mess. When they had the big sacrifices for the big festivals, it was messy and stinky and nasty and their, and their hands were full of blood. And Isaiah says, you know what, when you leave the worship service, your hands are still full of blood. And it's not just what they're doing in the worship service, that's all well and good. That's what they're doing outside the worship service. God's concerned with 
He says this, verses 16 and 17. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. When do you write? Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. God is not listening to them. It's not because of their worship, but because of their worship. Let me explain. What is worship? What is worship? Some might say worship is what we do on Sunday morning. We gather together and, and we receive the Lord's Supper and we hear God's word, and that's worship, and, and that's it's true. Some would say worship is, is what you do whenever you're singing praise to God. You know, you would be driving down I-70 and you're, you're bebopping away and singing God of Wonders uh, in your car down the road, and, and that's worship. It's worship. Some might say worship is just praying and, and contemplating, contemplating our gracious Savior, and that's worship. And that's true, too. That's worship. But worship is bigger. It's bigger. Ephesians chapter 1 says this. In Christ, you were chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. And in order that we, in order that you, who are the first to put your hope in Christ, might be the praise of His glory. You were created to worship. You were created to worship. And every single person on this planet is a worshiper. And we will find something or someone to worship. And wherever you find your sense of security and identity, and meaning and purpose, there you found your God. We are created to worship. And we will worship someone or something. Everyone. You're worshipers. 24-7. You're a worshiper. And that's a good thing. Because in Isaiah's day, in our day today, people don't spend their lives 24 7 here at church. You can if you want to, you're welcome to. I give you a key. If you really want to, you can. But most people don't. Most people live lives and they have families and jobs and they meet people and they do things. And as you do all that, you worship. When you serve, at work, you serve a customer. You see yourself as doing it in the glory of God. You will worship When you're at home, change the diaper. To the glory of God, you are worshiping. That day is being served by you. You visit a neighbor going through a tough time. We're worshiping. We're worshipers. We're committed to worship. 
creation is praises God because it stands the testimony of who God is and what God's doing. And you, my friends, stand in testimony of who God is and what God is doing. We see this in the last verses there. Psalm 148, we read it already. Praise the sun and moon, praise the morning shining stars. Praise the highest heavens. You are worshipers. So how do we worship? Isaiah 5, the key in the next verse, verse 18. Come, now let's settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. But they are red as crimson. They shall be like wool. So how do you worship 24-7? First is humbly. Everything is gift. Everything is a gift. When God gives gifts to you, for you to receive and to enjoy and to use for His honor and for His glory. That happens every day of your lives. It happens when He spoke and He gives praise to God for his creation. You see with a friend who said, what a great day God has made for us. And you worship. You do it as you serve that cranky customer at work that you wish would just go away. <laughs> and you put on a smile and you say, I'm going to serve this person because Christ serves me. God bless him. That, that teenager that is just struggling and driving me nuts. You say, you know what? I was there. You serve. You worship. The second way to worship is openly. See, this is the problem with those Israelites, and our problem so many times. Is that we worship God. Hold on tight to those other idols. That's what they were doing. They say, well, Jesus, I love you, and I'm going to find my sense of security right here. Jesus, I have praised your name on Sunday morning, and on Monday morning, I'm worried and I'm frustrated and upset and cling on this idol, and guess what? It's not working. Worship 24-7. Guidance says, lay down all your idols. Lay them down. Kill them. Let Jesus be your God and your Savior, your culture, your meaning and purpose for life. Because he'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll always love you. Invites you to worship, to love Him, and only for one reason: because He loves you. The cross is His proof, and the empty tomb is His gift. Amen. May the peace of God pass all understanding, guard your hearts and minds.
minds in Christ Jesus our Lord from life to 